Welcome back to the Ashcraft Minecraft Podcast. I'm your host, Asher, and today we'll be reading Chapter 8 of Minecraft Dungeons Rise of the Arch Illager. Thank you all for listening, and let's dive right in. Chapter 8 Archie had no idea where he was going. He just knew where he was no longer welcome. He couldn't return to the village, and he was, and he couldn't go back to his tribe's camp. Other than that, the world stood open to him. Of course, it was night, which meant the mobs were out and looking for fresh prey. Someone like him, a small person traveling alone at night, without weapons or armor, made for a perfect target for such creatures. It made him wonder exactly when his luck might run out, and he would find himself their next victim. Archie shivered from both fear and the cold as he made his way through the darkness. He'd never learned to navigate by the stars, so without the sun in the sky, he had no idea which direction he was headed. He only knew that he had to leave the village behind. He'd already missed the safety of the village, The torches that warned the mobs away, the walls of the homes that kept the mobs out, the iron golems that served to protect all who behaved within their borders. He'd felt safer than he had ever among the illagers. With the exception of Sala, no one there had picked on him. Some of them, like Yumi, had actually become friends with him. Until then, he never had a real friend, and he found that he instantly missed it. Still, he clung to hope. When he'd been kicked out of the tribe, he thought he was dead for sure. He'd been shocked when he'd survived his first night on his own. And that led him to the village, which had been comparatively wonderful. Now that he'd lost that, he was still better off than when he'd left the tribe. He was relatively unharmed. He'd eaten well and he'd rested up over the past couple of weeks. He wasn't happy to have been forced out of the village, but he was more than ready to face the darkness now than he had been beforehand. Any mobs he ran into weren't going to care about that, though. They would just tear him apart. To keep that from happening, he kept as quiet as he could. He didn't need to attract any trouble. That would probably find him on its own just fine. A few times, he thought he heard something from high up in Creeper Woods, and once he even managed to spot lights flickering way up there. He wondered who might be so brave as to be camping up in such a remote and mob-ridden place, and then he thought better of it. It occurred to him that it might be the heroes who'd gotten him ejected from the village, and if it wasn't them, it was a chance it was someone even worse. Archie had never expected to be treated well in the village. He had Yumi to thank for that. He could only look upon the time as a fluke now, a brief moment of brightness in an otherwise miserable life. He had no hopes of finding another village. He only wanted to survive. He just had no real idea about how to manage that. But the next morning came and he was still alive. Archie tried to keep moving for a bit longer, until the sun rose fully into the sky. But that was all he could manage. His feet hurt too much, and he was simply too tired to march on. 
He made it to the top of the low hill and shaded his eyes with his hand. As he scouted around, looking for any kinds of threats that might accidentally stumble upon him. The sun might solve the problem of the mobs while it was up, but it wouldn't do him any good against villagers, or illagers, or worst of all, heroes who might find him. Archie believed himself to be utterly alone, his eyes drooping and legs aching. He found himself in a patch of deep grass under the, underneath the shade of some small trees. There he curled up and went to sleep. The sun was high in the sky when he finally awakened once again. He stood up and stretched his arms and discovered that a group of giant spiders were crawling up the slope to the south of him. They didn't look too hungry at the moment, but he didn't want to test that out. Having nowhere else to go, Archie decided that he should head north. The village lay on the squid coast to the south, and beyond that, only the open sea tumbled away. If he wanted to keep moving, he had to make sure he didn't get trapped up against it. Archie had never learned how to swim, much less how to build a boat. Even if he could find something that would let him float on the waves, he didn't know how to sail it or row it. It didn't seem all that complicated, but making any mistake in the water that would be over his head should he fall into it could easily prove fatal. Higher ground seemed like the wisest choice. Ideally, he'd find some place which he could see any threats coming from miles away. There, he could carve out a home in which he could finally feel safe. If that meant he had to be alone, then he would bear up under that. At least that way no one could kick him out ever again. High mountains ranged to the northwest and northeast, but a wide and easy valley forged its way between them. Archie decided to follow it and see where it would lead him. He didn't have any particular destination in mind, and no well-trodden path presented itself to him. Instead, he navigated by the sound of threats emerging around him. Any time he heard a zombie's groan, a creeper's hiss, or the clattering of a skeleton's bones, he walked directly away from it. He had no way to know if fate, luck, or something more actively intelligent was steering him, but his path brought him more or less straight north. At one point, a few days into his journey, Archie decided that he'd made a mistake. He needed to go back south, where the mountains were easier to climb. From there, he could either make his way to them properly, or he could try his luck in the creeper woods, as horrifying as this seemed. It didn't take long, though, for him to hear the groans of zombies and the rattling of skeletons coming from ahead of him. The noises of mobs seemed to be hemming him on three sides. The only way that that stood clear and open was north. Stealing himself, he began marching south again anyhow. With every step he took, the groans and rattles grew louder and louder, until he felt sure that the undead mobs were about to lurch out of the darkness straight at him. And then they did. He'd secretly been hoping that the noises had been some kind of trick, a ploy to get him to go north, a bluff without any teeth. But the crowd of zombies that had appeared out of the darkness, groaning and reaching for his living flesh, told him that he was flat out wrong.
Fortunately, he spotted them before they could surround him. The closest one actually got within arm's reach of him. Archie had to duck to avoid getting grabbed and pulled towards the rotting mob's busted-up mouth. He threw himself backwards and rolled away on the ground before shoving himself to his feet and sprinting away back north again. The best thing he could say about zombies was that they were slow. If enough of them surrounded you, they could cut you off from escape, but otherwise he could easily outpace them. The worst thing about zombies was, unlike the living in general, and Archie in particular, they never got tired. They could keep walking all night long, right until the moment the sun came up and turned them into smoking piles of ash. Skeletons were a bit faster, perhaps because they didn't have all that rotten flesh on their bones slowing them down. And they carried bows, which meant that running from them wasn't always effective. If you were much faster than they were, they could put an arrow or two into your back before you managed to race out of their range. Archie could hear a bunch of skeletons rattling nearby, just behind the zombies. He couldn't see them under the cover of night. But if they spotted him and started firing arrows at him, he had no doubt they would fill him with enough arrows that someone passing by his corpse later, might think him to have been not an illiter, but a porcupine. He had no choice but to run north and to keep running until he couldn't hear any pursuit. He set to doing just that, but while the rattling and groans grew fainter and more distant, they never entirely faded away to the kind of silence that his hammering heart demanded. As the night wore on, Archie thought that he saw the sun rising before him, and he wondered how he got and turned that far around. Had he been heading east ever since the zombie attacked him? It wasn't until Archie topped a low, sloping rise in his path that he realized the crimson light wasn't the product of a rising sun. Instead, it came from a glowing river of lava that stretched before him. What? Lava? I cannot believe this. How is Archie going to get past that? The zombies and skeletons are coming up behind him, and there's a river of lava in front of him. And we all know, if you touch lava, you die. So, this is just crazy. I cannot wait for chapter 9, and I hope you guys can't either. Holy moly. Anyways, I'm your host, Asher, and this is the Ashcraft Minecraft Podcast.